Our scripture focus for today, you may be seated, is found in 1 Chronicles chapter 16. Good morning. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him, strength and joy in his dwelling place. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of nations, ascribe to the Lord glory in the splendor of his holiness. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him, all the earth. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Let the sea resound and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Let the trees of the forest, then the trees of the forest will sing. They will sing for joy before the Lord. For he comes to judge the earth. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. This is the word of the Lord. You're back. Look at you. You're back. Good to see you today. And permit me just to start off saying what a joy it is for us to be back in the company of this wonderful faith family that God has blessed us here at Cornerstone Lutheran Church. Both Susan and I want to thank you so very much from the bottom of our hearts for grant, granting us these last three months of Sabbath rest, of time away during this time. We focused on what I refer to as the four F's, faith, family, Friends and fitness. How'd I do on the fitness part? Am I doing okay? <laughs> and uh, uh, we come away deeply blessed from the time we spent. The highlight for us was not just simply time spent with family and friends, but, but Sue and I spent two weeks in the Holy Lands, and that was the high point for us to, to walk in the area that our Lord Jesus walked and, and where God laid out His plan of salvation for us and fulfilled that. Uh, I, I have many photographs and stories that will surely uh, filter their way into sermons and, and Bible studies down the road. So we return deeply blessed and, and, and are deeply blessed now to resume our life together as brothers and sisters in Christ. So thank you very much. And with that in mind, I am so excited about this new sermon series that we're beginning today called Committed. Because you see, just as Susan and I we're able to spend the last several months focusing on those relationships that are key to us in our life. So we're going to be doing the very same thing as a faith family over the next five weeks. And as we begin today by focusing on uh, being committed to worship. I, today I just want to have kind of a, a heartfelt conversation with you all as to why worship is so vital for each of us in our lives. And to set the stage for this conversation, I want to take you back uh, to one of the stories from my college days. Susan and I had been dating for roughly six months. Here we are. Very, I know, I know. <laughs> very first photograph of us taken. Uh, and uh, 
and just and, and summer had arrived, and, and uh, well, although I had secured a job in the Ann Arbor area, Sue was going to have to return home to Boyne City, and, and when that day arrived, I mean, I thought things were going pretty good for us. When, when that day arrived, I, 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 uh, I said to her, so, you know, how soon before I can come visit you? And she said, don't contact me, I'll contact you. <laughs> what kind of response was that? And, and, and no kidding, I walked away from that moment wondering, Am I going to be getting a Dear John letter here? I wasn't so sure. Well, a week went by, a whole week went by without any contact at all between the two of us. And come the following Friday, I returned home from work that day to find a letter in my mailbox from Sue. And I'll tell you, my heart sank. And as I opened the letter, it read, I miss you. How soon before you can come visit? Well, let me tell you, I was 15 minutes showered and out the door and on my way up to Boyne City, Michigan. Now, my guess is any of you here who have ever been in a dating relationship, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, your life can be hectic. You can have, you can have things going on in your schedule. I mean, I might have something scheduled with the guys that weekend. But, but all of a sudden, that special someone calls and says, my schedule just opened up. Are you doing anything? And it doesn't matter whether you've got something going on or not. All of a sudden, you clear your schedule out and you make room. You make that special someone a priority in that moment. And, and so also the same uh, for Susan and I, now that we're grandparents, and I'm sure some of you here can relate to this as well. There are moments when Tim and Michelle will call and say, hey, we've got nothing going on today. How about you? You want to come on over? And even if we do have things planned, Sue and I do everything we can to clear our schedule so that we can go and spend time not only with Tim and Shell, but with Michelle, but also with our granddaughters, Grace and Kaylee, because those relationships are so important to us. And so I pose the question, I've kind of hinted already, why is it that we make this level of effort to spend time with loved ones, with family, with friends as often as we can? Why do we adjust our schedules? Why do we travel long distances? Why do we plan for special occasions to be together with those whom we hold near and dear in our lives? What is it that prompts us to do that? Well, my friends, I'm willing to say it comes down to one word. Relationship. We place a high value on relationships. And because of this, we tend to give relationships greater weight, greater priority whenever it comes to our time and our schedules. So perhaps you can help me answer a question as I do a little bit more of reflecting on my own childhood. Why did my parents make it a priority for me and my siblings to be in worship every week I mean in our home it was never a question of well what do you think do we go to church today or not no worship and and church life were intrinsically woven into the very fabric of our faith family and why again relationship my parents placed a high value 
on our having a relationship with Almighty God through faith in Jesus Christ. They placed a high value on us as a family, experiencing what we refer to as that blessed tie that binds. And they further placed a high value on our having nurturing and caring relationships with fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. I have to say, during these three months that we've been gone, we've worshipped elsewhere, and we've experienced some wonderful worship, but Sue and I were quick to say, but we missed our faith family. The wonderful relationships with which God has blessed us. And that is why in the home in which I was raised, those relationships were given the greatest weight and the greatest priority whenever it came to our time and our schedules. My friends, what I've experienced in my own life is not unique. And the reason I know that is because of you. Look at you. I mean, look around the room with those with whom we worship. We are here today in worship. And behind each and every one of us, there are stories that speak to the impact that time in and around worship has placed in our lives. And that's why we're here again today. It would be great if we had some time to be able to talk about some of those stories. In fact, I want to encourage you, especially those of you who are involved in small groups, maybe a a wonderful topic of conversation the next time you get together is just to simply ask, how has worship impacted your life over the years? Well, even though we can't share all of our stories, there is one story we would like to highlight today. So I want to direct your attention to the worship screens. I want to introduce to you Mike and Sarah Diaz. to get out of the house on Sunday mornings with little kids. And, um, and yet we were met with smiles and grace and acceptance every time we rolled into church five minutes late or every time we had to scoot out because we had a screaming child. And that has just continued and, um, and that's so important. I really feel like we have been accepted kind of as we are with whatever we bring on, on any given Sunday morning. We have grown into our commitment to worship um, as our boys have, have grown. For both of us, we're reminded of how we grew up in the church and how important that was to uh, helping us become the, the people we are today. And we want to make sure that our boys um, also have the same opportunities, the same experiences. Our pastors do such a nice job of breaking it down in the children's lesson, even for us, I think, as adults sometimes. And um, it really helps to sort of support the values that we try to live out um, in our day-to-day life at home and for the kids at school. Um, It's been a really nice, not just compliment to our parenting, but really, really a foundation for our parenting. So after we had started worshiping um, at the downtown site of CLC, um, Pastor Victor reached out and said, um, we'd, love, we'd love to continue to see your family. Um, if you have any questions, if you want to pray about it or talk about it, you know, please let me know. And, um, and so we did. We talked about it. We prayed about it. And I re- responded back, um, we really we need church. We need worship. Um, we need community. Our hesitation right now is that we're not sure how much we are able to give back. And Pastor Victor's response was, 
just come. Let us let us serve you, you know, and, and we'll see what comes of that. And it's been amazing to see how over the last couple of years, um, we really did just start showing up. And now we are like continually really trying to find ways that we can serve the church. There's really, really something about being among friends and and others in this space and in this place and, um, you know, sharing our voices together in song and praying with each other, praying for each other, the relationships that our children are developing with um, the others that are here at church is is really, really a special part of it. Whether you're a disciple of decades or if you're someone interested in, in joining CLC, whether it's Discover Cornerstone Lutheran, whether it's the VBS programs in the summer, if it's the, the youth faith programs that we have, whether you're single, you have a family, you're welcomed. There's, there's a way for you to, to become part of um, the church. And that's what's been so incredibly important for, for our family in being able to really you know, re-engage in, in our faith and in our, in our worship is that you know, we've really been welcomed and felt like Cornerstone is, is a home. Only one thing you take away from the message for today. I pray that it would be this. The God of all creation highly values relationships. And He values them so much that He created you and me so that we might be in relationship with Him. I mean, think about it. This is, this is kind of mind-blowing. The primary reason why you and I exist is so that we might have a never-ending relationship with Almighty God. Sin, however, has sought to destroy that relationship that God has in mind for us. According to our sinful human nature, we can be the most ungrateful, disobedient, obstinate, and even rebellious enemies of God. And given our despicable condition and behavior, we really deserve nothing but everlasting condemnation and rejection. Despite that, yet this truth remains. The God of all creation highly values relationships. And so rather than let you and I go our wayward way, God placed a high value on you and me and He sent His Son to not only redeem us from our sin, but then to restore us in our relationship with Him. The Apostle Paul declares as much when he writes, but because of His great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions. John further stresses how great is the love that the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God and that is what we are. And the blessings of relationship continue as the Apostle Paul states, consequently, you are no longer foreigners or aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household. 
And as members of God's household, God the Holy Spirit has also drawn us together and established us as a faith family where we are nurtured and cared for under God's mercy and grace, His forgiveness and His love. And that is why whenever we consider, whenever we hear, whenever we read the words from Almighty God who said, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. By God's Spirit, our response is not, oh, do we have to? No, instead, we join with David in saying, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. And this is where, my friends, I know I'm, I, to some extent I'm preaching to the choir today, but I want to commend you this day for making time in and around worship a priority in your life this day. Because the truth is there are so many other interests, there are so many other things that you could be doing right now. But instead you chose intentionally to set aside this time and devote it to that relationship which is the highest and the most important relationship of all. Namely, your relationship with Almighty God. But also knowing our sinful human nature, this is where we as a congregation are also taking the time today to, to re-examine and to re-evaluate our level of commitment whenever it comes to worship. Because the reality remains, there are all sorts of other things that we could be doing whenever opportunities for worship are afforded to us. And the further reality is if we do not intentionally commit ourselves to our relationship with Almighty God, then other things can and will begin to take control of our calendars. And when they do, it's only a matter of time that our most important relationship of all winds up getting nudged out. So that's where today as a congregation, we're being given the opportunity to, to recommit ourselves to making time in and around worship a priority. And if you haven't seen it already in your worship folder, there's a card. We're asking you as a family uh, to kind of take this moment and kind of huddle together or on your own, however you're situated today, and to reevaluate and to recommit yourself to worship. When the offering plate comes around, you can either take that card, put it in the offering plate, or we have receptacle boxes out in the Welcome Center area where you can place them as well. Because sometimes it's helpful for us to literally write that down, to make that commitment and say, yes, we're going to make this a priority in our life. I also want to highlight on the card in the event you're not already aware just some of the technology that we have available to us with online streaming and on-demand videos of our worship services for those time in our lives when interruptions arise that prevent us from being here. But we do so mindful of the fact that while technology has a place, yet it's never intended to be a replacement of time spent together, such as what we're doing here today. The, the author of Hebrews exhorts us in this when he says, let us not give up the meeting of together as some are in the habit of doing. My dear friends, I will never ever forget that day I got that letter from Sue saying, I miss you. How soon before you can come see me? Well, in the person of his son, Jesus Christ, God has sent that very same letter to you and to me.
So please join with me this day in recommitting yourself to your time in worship, to spending our time with this awesome God. Whatever you have that may want to, to get on to your schedule when it comes to worship, set everything else aside and make that your priority. As the Almighty God has, has made our relationship with Him the highest priority, may we do the same with Him. Amen? Amen. God bless us in our commitments this day.